So, so we're coming up on the end here, and I'm going to just take a complete spin into a different different topic real quick because I do want to know this. How did you get into cigars? Okay, because <laughs> we, totally just we <laughs> like we went we went. I mean, we talked about a lot of good stuff, and I love it because that's that's the conversation. Yeah. It's just there is no plan. We just we veer off into different topics, but I do want to get on this topic before we end the podcast because you have a cigar brand, Patriot Cigar Company, and I want to know how did you get into cigars and what led you into making. Like at what point were like, hey, I want to make my own cigar? Because yeah. how many people make their own cigars? No. So how'd you get into cigars, and then what led you ultimately into making your own? I mean, just just a, everybody. Does anyone, does anyone need a refill? I do need yes. a refill. Yes. I do. Everybody remembers their first cigar, right? You well, I would cigar? hope. I remember mine. I, I don't. <laughs> I do because it was a horrific experience, and I'm surprised that after having that experience, I was 19 years old that I picked up a cigar again. Somebody gave me. So it was probably a fake cube, and they, they came back from one of the islands. Not probably. It was, yeah, it was 100%. 100%. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Cohiba. Yeah, okay. Nobody knows any better. They give it to me. I remember it was a, it was a, a, lo- a larger gauge uh, Cohiba, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be a rock star, and I'm going to smoke this thing. And never smoked a cigar before. You know, I whatever, cut it. I smoke it. I'm halfway through it. And I'm throwing up in bushes. Yeah. I mean, all out puking. Yeah, that's that's not uh, real. That's not a real cube. <laughs> and it was so bad because I didn't eat anything. So it's like I'm dry heaving and mm. horrible. Mm-mm. Not to get graphic, but it was horrible. And I'm like, oh, and I threw it out. And I'm like, that's it. I'm never touching a cigar again. And then it was it was probably a good, maybe almost a year until I picked up my next cigar. I was with a buddy, and he's like, come on, you got to smoke a cigar. And I'm like, ah, I don't think cigars are for me. And I I smoked it and. I was like, wow, this, this, he was giving me, a, he was a cigar guy. So he was like giving me pointers and, you know, and I was really into it. And I was like, uh, wow, th- this was a great cigar. I didn't get that, that, that disgusting feeling. And I remember he said, and it's always stuck with me. He goes, um, actually, before we smoke, let's grab some food. Don't smoke on an empty stomach. And still to this day, and I'm a daily smoker. And I always give this advice. If you're not a daily smoker, don't ever smoke on an empty stomach. But I still, to this day, as a daily smoker, yes, I don't. We do, 100%. I, I, had, I had a big lunch today, knowing I was coming in to do the podcast, saying I, I just because I, I always have Got that him. little bit of paranoia, hundred percent, that I might get the spins if I don't have, if I have an empty stomach. And then I tell people the trick, which you know the the sugar packet, which I've done in the past and works. Sugar packet on your tongue, and it takes the spins away immediately. Yeah. It's the it's the it's one of the worst feelings. Ever. Can, yeah, I do can I do a can of coke. Can, can of coke. When you get yeah. when you get that little tobacco sickness or whatever on an empty stomach, because I happened a few times starting into cigars i remember being in a lounge with my dad and my brothers and i was like i was like yeah everybody's smoking around you you're smoking but no that's a huge like if my face could have been you know grinch green that's what it would have been you got terrible even and like like you said even now we're seasoned cigar smoke regular cigar smokers at least it probably averages at least one a day right some days it's two some days it's none but every it's I have to have it. The one th- I will smoke if I'm in the morning, right? If I'm out and I'm doing a morning cigar with coffee, I don't really have anything in my system, but I'm not smoking a double Lajero. No. Yeah. I'm no. smoking a mild, light stick that I know is not going to be harsh. It's not going to be on your, you know, tough on your system. There I have a cup of coffee, right? But the key is sugar. Yes. If you're sick, the tip is sugar. A sugar packet, piece of chocolate. I, my wife is. A, she loves Coke, so there's always a can of Coke. 
couple sips, you get that sugar. It's like a diabetic when your sugar levels are low. Yeah. You get a little sugar, you're good to go. Yeah. Same thing when you get cigar sickness. Cigar sickness. Sugar. So, so after that experience, I was hooked and I was always looking, hey, we go into a cigar, we're going to have a cigar, whatever it was, hanging out. Um, when I was uh, working on the ambulance in the city, I'd always have cigars with me. I'd always have cigars with me because one, and I, I, I learned this from an old, uh, an old uh, <coughs> New York City police lieutenant that we would get called on a lot of, um, you know, DOAs, dead on arrivals in apartments and we'd have to wait, you know, call the medical exam and all that stuff. You and smoke a cigar. for this body to go in. And also because some of the bodies were, weren't, they were found because they were in their apartment. Two and, weeks and they, and they stank. So now you have to be there and you, you can't, you can't leave the body alone. So now you're in somebody's apartment or house and yeah, listen, there. They're not around anymore. Their They're skin not is sticking to the I don't ground. Think, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what fuck time? Time. What fucking scene is that? That's from The Sopranos, or no? Is that um? Is that The Sopranos? Yeah, it's The Sopranos. And the guy is fucking when the guy's dead in the funeral parlor, and um. Oh yeah. What's his name? Tony Soprano lights up a cigar and he goes, "There's no smoking in here." He's like, "Who's gonna mind? Who's he, gonna mind? He, he gonna mind? I don't think he minds. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> like and, yeah, that's it. You and, think he's gonna mind? Yeah, no. <laughs> and and it and it saved me because you know, listen, if you have if you've never smelled a uh, a a decomposing body, there's no way to describe Dis- it other than you smell it. So you light up a cigar so that you know there was a lot of that, and uh, and then it just it, it's it, probably it's probably a, a fan and you've probably never seen, but it'd be a hilarious picture to see you with a cigar carrying a dead body like. Yeah, come on. We got we got to bring a dead body. In. We got that. We got that one here. What am I on the truck? Come on, let's go. Uh, on. On it. The <laughs> arm, the arm falls off. Get that arm back on the girl. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick story uh, about something like something along those lines. Yeah, here a we little go. bit better. It was a, a summer day. It was like a Saturday from working, and we get a call for. Um, they hadn't seen somebody in a while. Whatever it was, we go there, and it ends up the guy was young, but he was he was big. Uh, probably in his 40s, and he had died in his chair, right? He, he was dead. There was no bringing him to the hospital. He was dead. And it was really busy. So our protocol is that back then is we had to wait for the police to come. They had to give us a piece of paperwork, and we could leave the body with them, and then either the medical examiner had to come and get it or a funeral home if there was family. There was no family. So we're sitting there, and the police at, at the time um, – worked in the uh, 109 precinct in Flushing, they were backed up on calls. We weren't, and, and literally our dispatcher, they said, call us on the phone. They don't have a, a free car for you. We don't know how long. So we're stuck sitting on ambulances out of service. We, Me and my partner have to sit there. We're stuck hanging out with this dead guy. So he's on a chair, like a lounge chair with his feet up with a half-eaten ham sandwich in his lap. And there's the couch next to him. Now, my partner, he's on the phone, I think, with his girlfriend or something. I'm just, like, futzing around. What am I going to do? And I remembered I had cigars in the ambulance. I'll be right back. I go, I get a cigar, and I sit on his couch. So, like, I'm here, and he's about five feet away from me sitting in his lounge chair, right? Just sitting there, dead. <laughs> dead. So you know, Out of the couch. So, you know that movie, um, Heat, with Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. literally... It, the TV's on. It just starts the movie. I sit on his couch. I light my cigar. And before I know it, we're almost at the end of the movie. 
when the cops show up. So you sat there with a dead guy, smoked a cigar, and watched heat. That's a that's fucking hysterical. From start to finish, and then these two female cops walk in that we know, and they walk out. I have my feet up now on his coffee table, smoking a cigar. My partner's still pacing around the hallway outside the apartment, talking on the phone. And then they walk in and they they look at me, go. Uh, did you make yourself at home? And I'm like, Yeah. Did you eat the ham sandwich? Like, no, I'm I would have been like, Listen, I don't want that thing to go to waste. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat that. So, so to go on that story, that's a hilarious story. Is I think any, I know. Is there, is there anything else? Is there, no, no. Oh, that okay. was I it. think I know that the story you're gonna say. Smoke a cigar with a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think I know. I mean, the what story. else are you gonna do? I mean, what, you gotta wait. At what point? The, was there a point in the movie when you didn't even realize that you forgot there's a dead guy? You just like smoke your cigar, like, oh fuck. That happened. In the you see that? You I see mean, that? See that scene? Oh, and I then you're like, dead. oh, my bad. <laughs> I, th- th- I love that movie, but I, every once in a while, I just kind of like looking over and just saying to myself, like, this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> you should have talked. I would have talked to him, like, I don't know, something like, that's pretty funny, though, right? Yeah, that's I mean, pretty, like, you talk how to long, the guy. How long was that guy sitting there? Uh, he, 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 not to the point where you could. You could, you could, if you went up close to him, you maybe smell him a little bit. But he was probably there. You maybe, smell the flatulence. He was there for, a, he was there for a few days. What happened was, ooh, a few days. Yeah, but he really didn't. Ooh. The apartment was big. He really, he really didn't smell. Maybe I was used to it. I, I don't know. I didn't really smell him. I lit the cigar just because I was bored. But um, the my partner, I do remember. My partner did say, "He's how can you sit here? He stinks." And he went over because it was hot out, but the air conditioner was on in his apartment. And, but he he was opening the windows. And I'm like, the air's on. Why are you opening the windows? Oh, he smells. And I guess the cigar smoke, too. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think he was probably there a, a few days. He was st- he was, So he was stinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a little bit. But, you know, he wasn't, like, melting into his chair. That's you know, and uh, you feel bad. And, you know, you, you look around. He, he had no family. Which, and he was a young guy. They couldn't find any family. That's sad. That's sad. And, but, you know, at least he got to spend his... Uh, his 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 first few deceased hours with somebody cool watching a movie, smoking a cigar. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. You know, it could be worse. It, it's yeah. It he was, was probably looking down. Could have had a guy drawn on his face. He probably know. looking down from the head. Well, hopefully he was in the heavens, but he's probably looking down. Look at this fucking asshole right here. <laughs> what is smoking he doing? a cigar. My body's right there. <laughs> Get your feet off my. He's like, if you're table. gonna smoke one, at least put one in my mouth. Yeah, like, give me. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah, hey, you want one? Hey, it got oh you. Like, my just, uh, god, that would have been. You know, if that was today's age, someone probably would have took a selfie with the dead guy gosh. with us. But the story so, yeah. that reminded me of that was. Um, my dad had an old cop buddy. This is back in the day. But, this is a, uh, whole, he, this he is was a, a fucking cop. hilarious story. He was a story. state trooper. And this car um, smashed in the back of an 18-wheeler and decapitated this guy. So his car was, was totaled, but the car was stuck in the truck in the back of the, the 18-wheeler. And uh, my dad's buddy and his partner go up. And they're like, oh, this guy's, you know, DOA, like you said. Obviously. His head's but in he the backseat. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he's not thinking of anything else. But he notices that there's these two these two uh, heroes on the on the passenger seat. So and they got and they just got there as soon as he died. So he goes up to the passenger seat, kind of just puts his finger on the on the meatball heroes, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I haven't eaten all day." He's like, "I'm starving." He goes, "They're still hot." He's we gotta wait for these people to come anyway. So he, they take the two hot meatball subs and eat them in the car as they oh wait for God. help. Yeah, they ate heroes. the guy's meatball sandwich. That's guys, classic. Guys, heads in the back seat and they're like, "You want? You want to split this? You want that?" Uh, I'll. So 
because you had a, a, I have a decapitation story also. Oh, I want to hear the war stories. Crossbait. I love how this this podcast just is. <laughs> all the topics are fucking. Bro, we're talking this, about decapitations. The same way for a cigar lounge. Meatball yeah. subs and smoking cigars with dead guys. Crossbay Boulevard in Queens. Another hot summer day. You know those those box trucks? They have the lift gates. Yeah. You know, they, they've come down. Motorcycle flying up Crossbay Boulevard. We don't re- exactly know what happens. He hits the back of the truck. Boom. Clean off. Gone. Right? He was going so fast that the bike was stuck under the front axle of the box truck. And he entered from the back? And his, and his, yeah. He, oh, and his, his body was all twisted up in the rear axle of the box truck. And they couldn't find his head. So we get there and we, we just the head's gone. And some, some girl, she was probably 18, 19 years old. She goes, she comes over and she, uh, it was me and a cop talking and she goes, listen, I don't know what I, I don't know if it was what I saw, but I saw something fly that way. I don't know if it was a tire off the motorcycle or anything. So we start going over in that direction and there's a big old school, like Cadillac, like a big Eldorado. This thing was a whale, right? (laughs) All, you know, with the white walls, you know, it's a, you know, Howard Beach Italian guy with his car. Yep. Yep. And I go over there and I just happen to see a glare. Right, it was sunny, and I see like a glare, and I see the guy's motorcycle helmet, and it's wedged under this Cadillac. Oh, so now I see it, and I, I look at the cop, and I go, "I think I see a motorcycle helmet." So we go over there, and now it's like wedged under the Cadillac. We're like, I, I, "It's," and I'm looking. So the 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 visor is tinted, and I don't see anything else the way it is. So I'm trying to like turn it. And then I get, I was able to loosen it up a little bit and I opened the visor and I look, it's like, yep, there he is. The head, his <laughs> eyeballs like this. I, I, <laughs> hey, I, how you doing? <laughs> I, I found the head. So I, I was, I was quick on the, uh, on the, on the, on the comeback when another cop comes over and goes, how did you find it under the car? And I go, you don't hear that? And he goes, what? I ain't got nobody. <laughs> he goes, what's wrong with you? I said, I just followed the music. So then they were like, well, now you can carry it back over to over, you know, to, to the rest of the crime scene. So like they, we unwedged it. And here I am walking across Cross Bay Boulevard with the helmet. Like, after, So they took photos of it. But with the guy's head it in it. Yeah, they, they had to take photos of it first, but they wanted to get it out of there because it was all the way. It was across Cross Bay Boulevard and probably about maybe 40, 50 feet down across the street. They wanted to just bring it back over. So they got their pictures and I carried it So you're walking this dude's head across yeah, Crossway yeah, yeah. Boulevard. And, and then, of course, as I'm doing, I, I, there's another uh, there's a, uh, another medic there that I knew and I walked up to him and, of course, I had to look at him and say, hey, uh, you want a little head? And he goes, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I said, we can't laugh. We're going to bring this home and we're going to end up you're stressing out over it. And we're all going to have yeah. mental problems. If yeah, you got Yeah, you got to make it stuff, light. You got to make it light. That's probably where I got my dark sense of humor. But we, we got completely off track about how I got into cigars. So, yes. So that getting hooked, getting sick, having my first cigar, waiting, having a cigar, getting hooked, and then it came to a point where like I was <laughs> buying a lot of cigars, and then I'd say about ten years ago, I, I started just collecting. And when I met my friend Alex, who's my blender in, in, in Cuba through another friend, I was going on forums and I was buying um, like aged Cuban cigars. I mean, you name it, I, I was buying it. And I was I was spending mortgage payments on cigars. I have cigars that I'll never I, – I, I'm going to – my collection is going to outlive me. There are cigars I'll never smoke. 
Like, I, I won't smoke them. Why I have them? I don't know, because I'm a lunatic and I'm collecting them. <laughs> I mean, I have pre-embargo cigars. Wow. You know, like, I have I have wild stuff. I mean, I'll smoke one if you don't want to smoke Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, well, actually, what I did bring you guys was, so they're eight, they, I, I've probably had these for about six years now. They are the some of the um, original Cuban rolls that I had gotten when my blender Alex was rolling in Cuba, the custom rolls. So I, I brought one of each for you guys, but... Next wow. time, next time I see you guys, I'll bring you more. Like I, I have more, <laughs> and I'm not one of these guys that says Cuban cigars are the best cigars on earth. I'm not that way. I'm not. I actually like Nicaraguan cigars the best. I, I, I'm, you know, you have people out there, yeah, you, the, the Cuban bros, like, oh, there's not no, like a Cuban. Uh, I think good. No, I'm we not, say it's just uh, like any other country. Whatever right. fits your palate. Exactly. Um, so then I just started collecting, and then I was doing a, a, reno- a partial renovation on my house, and we had a, you know a basement that we really weren't doing anything with. And I said to my wife, I go, I want to do a walk-in because I have a lot of cigars and a lot of cabinet humidors and I have a space I can do it down there. And I want to make this, the, the basement like a lounge. And she goes, knock yourself out. She doesn't care. She's the best. So I go all out. I knock through the foundation and put a ventilation system in. And I, under my stairs, I'm like, I'm ordering, uh, Oh, what's his name? I, I forget his name. He, he's, He's popular with the um, with with uh, you buy all of the walk-in humidor material from him. Uh, name escapes me. I just bought a, a, a big uh, humidifier from him. Um, I ordered all the Spanish cedar for my contractor. I like the, the blue rock, like in the bathrooms, the the uh, the, the Tyvek uh, house lining. Like I, I did everything, and I built a six by six walk-in humidor, all cedar shelves, like exactly like you would find in a cigar lounge. I have a picture of it in my phone somewhere. I'll show you. Um, and had had a custom shower door come in, a guy come in. I needed the two glass panels with the glass door. Like, I went crazy. Like, yeah. what, what am I doing? My wife's like, oh, you are an overdoer. And then it just morphed into, I have this collection. I never sell any. I And I've stopped buying. over Like, probably three or four years ago, I just stopped buying. Like, I have too many cigars. And... I'll, you know, if I know someone that's really into cigars, I'll, I'll give them something as a gift. You know, I'm never going to smoke them all. Um, then it, it came to when he moved to the States, uh, Alex, we started talking and I was like, he knew I always wanted to have a cigar. I always, I'd love to have a cigar brand one day. And I always read about it and get discouraged because when you read about starting a cigar brand, it's like you're reading it and you're like, oh, it's re- it's discouraging. You know, yeah. They say it's very hard, the whole thing. It's a lot of work. So, you know, about two years ago, we, we start talking about it and he goes, ah, tell me about what he's doing here in the States and who he's involved with in the factory in Nicaragua. He says, let me put some blends together, see what you like, and we'll see what we can work out. And then like the moon's aligned and it just, it just happened. And it, it was, it was happening so fast Faster than I thought it would happen to the point where, all right, it's time to place that initial order. And as you guys know of having your own cigar, that initial order when you're going to do it is like, are we really doing this? Yeah. It's not cheap. (laughs) Are we we putting this coin together and doing this? It ain't cheap. It's not cheap because they always get you your first. Like I had to order 15,000 cigars is my first order. And, you know. It was like what they get you is that import tax. Yeah, that import tax fucking kills you. Fucking- yeah, yeah, and and so th- not only that, but like I I don't know how you guys store your cigars or who does your fulfillment, but I'm doing my own fulfillment. 
So they had to ship them to California. So you need to get a warehouse and humidified and temperature controlled. I built and, out yeah. my garage. Over the summer, like I started, so September 9th is when I launched the site to, to, to sell online. So the whole summer before, I, I wanted to, I have a, my garage is a car and a half. And I, I had no use for it. I didn't have a car in there or anything. It was full of garbage. I cleaned it out, divided it. And, you know, climate control, I put a, you know, a humidifier in. I put a split AC heating unit in, the whole thing, shelving, high ceilings. And that was it. This is going to be my cigar warehouse for now. Until maybe down the road, I need to actually get a yeah, bigger Yeah, when you have 100,000 cigars, right. yeah. And then it was, all right, we have to get the cigars now from California to New York. And the shipping was going to be unbelievable. We're talking the, the thousands tr- of dollars. The doll- trucking yeah. companies, some of them were four and $6,000. By chance, the guys in California had a friend that whatever it was, it cost me $1,400 to ship the cigars. That's not Which, bad at all. It, no, yeah, it, it wasn't really cheap. Across, across country? Yeah. No. And then it came it came the day where the truck shows up in front of my house and like, you know, here it is, residential home in Long Island. And there's, it's one pallet with shrink wrapped with all the cigars. Now, I'm a short guy. You guys are like monsters compared to me. <laughs> the, the, the pallet was probably had three feet on you guys. Wow. And then here he is with, with, with the high-low dolly thing, bringing it up my driveway, dropping it in in front of my garage. And I'm like, all right, time to start unloading. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and and then there it was. And uh, there were all these cigar boxes and, and – and try it was just surreal it was wild like is this really happening yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah. and i'm the whole time i so whenever i get into a business i always have my expectations low it's just how i operate like i'm going to have cigars forever cuz nobody's going to buy these things no no one's going to buy them it's going to fail put them away we get the the website launched you know the garage is done september 9th comes and lo and behold i mean i'm i'm what are we, so so september 9th we're in the middle of december I'm probably going to have to put another order in in February. Fantastic. That's great. Like, that I, is I, great. I, I can't believe. How many have you sold, you think? Or you probably should probably already know. I don't actually. Okay. But I'd have to figure it out. So, I don't know. Again. Roundabout. Half? Almost. I'm almost I was going right to say, now. if you ordered 15000 you got to place another I'm order. It's half. Yeah. So, the way I had the shelf set up is when the second, when the, all the cigars on the second shelf are gone, I know I'm going to be ordering, and what I'm going to do next time is because I'm selling a lot online, and I broke it up. Like you can, you could buy the five packs, you could buy the box. I have a sampler pack, where now I didn't buy bundles; I only bought boxes. So everything came boxed, and if I if I would have done it originally, I would have bought half box, half bundles. I didn't buy any bundles. My next order, I'll buy bundles because I'm opening boxes, yeah. making the five packs and whatnot. And you waste money on the box. A lot of people don't know is that the price of the cigar, like it all boils down to cost per cigar. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that things that add into the cost per cigar is the labels. Yes. Labels are, you know, call it a couple of cents per cigar. Right. The box, when you put them in a box of 20, the box costs Let's say it costs 20 bucks. That right. means it's another dollar per – if you have 20 cigars in the box, it's another dollar per cigar, right? Now, you have um, – if you have any sort of like ribbon or cellophane, the cellophane is another couple cents per – all right. these little things add up when you break down, okay, I have 15,000 cigars, cost per cigar. You got to break it down. 15,000 cigars means I'm going to have boxes of 20, 750 boxes. Right. 
That's going to be another $20 per box. I'm going to have 15,000 labels, which is two cents a label, 15,000 cellophane, which is two cents. All these things add up. So when you take away, okay, I'm just going to buy bundles. I'm going to half of those. That means you're cutting 375 boxes down times $20 a box, whatever it is. You know, you're saving yourself six grand on. I'll save. So when I, I'll save, you know, out of the factory, I'll save a little over a dollar a stick if I just do bundles. Yes. You know? and that's, yeah. That's what I said, about a dollar a stick. Yeah. Yep. And in the long or the short of it, that's a lot when you're selling cigars. It's 15000 bucks. Right. Ching. Ching. So I'm, I've never sold – uh, the businesses I'm in, I don't sell products, you know, I, and this is the first time I'm selling something. So I'm seeing like how it is and, you know, it's all online. I'm not in any lounges around here. I'm in a couple lounges out of state who found me on Instagram and they they were intrigued and I sent them samples. I've given away a lot of cigars. I mean, to get the brand out, you have to. You have have to, yeah. And my attitude was, I'm not going to make any money my first year into this. I'm not. I'm not going to expect to make money. I'd like to break even, which it looks like I will, and it looks like I'll, I'll more than break even, but. It's worth it to me to give away the cigars, especially that first year where people can try them and you want to get the brand out there. You, you know, it's all about marketing and it's not easy to market because we're so restricted on where we can market. You can't, you, you have to be careful on social media. Yet Google will not allow you to do certain things. I made a Google business page and they suspended it. Yeah. They, ATF, alcohol, tobacco and firearms. They like don't like it. Same thing with YouTube. That's why it's it's so hard to 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 market is because all of these paid advertisements that you see, you can't do any of that. Mm-hmm. You nope. can't do paid advertisements on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You nope. can't do paid advertisements on Instagram. Any social media platform, you can't do paid advertisements. And then if you want to do a business page on, you can't really. Can't and it's do even harder it's, in your situation where you're. It's a brand from scratch. You know, yeah. luckily for us, we built a brand for a little over three years, so we had a little bit of a push. Yeah. But you know, which helped a lot because I can't even imagine trying to start from scratch with nothing. So with my mar- – well, I, I it worked out because of my political podcasting. What I did was, I said, you know how I'm going to market this? I'm going to do affiliate marketing. So I collaborate with a lot of different podcasts, some with very large platforms. Um, and I said, you know – I'm going to reach out to these people. We all know my pillow and Mike Lindell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. man. He's great. Like, he's got a great story. So he actually, I know Mike Lindell very well. He sponsors my podcast. I saw him in the background of your podcast. So, I was wondering why. So, okay. so he, he he sponsors my show and a lot of shows. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be the Mike Lindell of cigars. We have the humble pillow farmer. I want to be the humble cigar farmer. And I'm going to reach out to these shows and say, listen, you can have an affiliate link and a promo code. I'll give you a referral commission. When they use the code, they'll get a discount on the website. And and you get a kickback. And you get yep. a kickback. And and that really propelled it because um, I have Rudy Giuliani that promotes my cigars. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I have, uh, I don't know, you know Roger Stone who that is? Yep. Yes. Roger Stone. Uh, one, of, Trump's, Trump, one of Trump's advisors, yeah, right? Yeah, he's one yeah. of my closest friends. And he is huge into cigars. I'm probably, I'm working on now a special release of the Roger Stone cigar, I think, that's going to come if sometime after the first of the year for him as a collaboration. But he, he has his own show on Mike Lindell's TV network and he promotes my cigars and then other smaller shows. And I see it because when the orders come in, I see the promo codes that are being used. Yeah, it, It's amazing how many cigars I'm, I'm shipping out to the West Coast. And it's also amazing on how many women are buying cigars. Hell oh, yeah. And then they'll, Hell yeah. yeah. And, and whether it's 
And some of them, it's for my husband, it's for my boyfriend. And then some of them will actually send messages, which they can do on, you know, when they do the order. And they'll say, I'm a woman. These cigars are actually for me. Like they'll tell, they'll tell us that <laughs> as they're ordering them. Like, oh, that, that's cool, you know? And, and I'm. You're so misogynistic, bro. I'm so misogynistic. <laughs> Thank God for women because I like this past weekend, um, like I, I run in a Christmas promo, you know, and uh, a lot of, I mean, we had a, we had a lot of orders this weekend, and I, I'd say ninety percent of them were all women, and obviously for Christmas presents or whatnot, and we're throwing gift cards out there. People are buying gift cards, and then it's cool, like when people are buying the gift cards, and then you see like a week later someone's using the gift card. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's cool to see. It's all new to me, um, and I, I I love it. I want this is what <coughs> I want to do. Like I would love to, in a couple years, move down south, get rid of my other businesses, and, and just, just do cigars. sell cigars. Yep. You know, um, I have not. Like I know you guys are over. At, I so I saw obviously because I follow you guys that you guys are doing the cigar. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I saw you were at Matador, and I live close to the, the Massapequa one. My buddy goes in there all the time, and uh, he he went in there, and I said, hey, see if you could find that blueprint one. The, 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 and I told him about it. he had no idea and he's actually I think they were on the they had him on the front camera yeah, 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 yeah. and he, had, he asked the guys about them and they were raving about it they were like yeah the, the boxes went like crazy and one guy that worked I didn't even get a chance to try one and um, I, I I haven't I haven't done anything locally with lounges now you, you guys have a big you're a cigar podcast so you have a large following in the cigar community so I'd imagine you have on your side, the connections in lounges, you know, in here, which is great. I just, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, explored that yet, Yeah. but I do have, like I had a, a lounge in Illinois, they wanted to buy and, and they did, they, they, they bought a bunch of boxes. The guys from flying cigars, um, heard about me through, uh, other people. Actually, I think they, I think you actually, uh, he might've messaged you guys. Um, Shane. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, I, I, I talked to him a lot and, and I, I, he reminds me a lot of me, how I am in the political space, how he is in the cigar space. Yeah. He just shits on everybody. And he, and, he, and his content just- Oh, shame. Uh, yeah. Cigar Source Rex. Yeah. And yeah, okay, I, okay. he's got a new Instagram because the other one got 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 nuked or whatever. Got, yeah. they, they, they suspended it. Because he had said to me, oh, he sent me a message. I sent him some stuff. And he got, he got attacked when- he did an opening of my cigars, and then you know he's sarcastic, and he goes, "Look, uh, I, I'm I'm going to smoke Patriot cigars for free for the rest of my life." And people were attacking him on Instagram for it. And then he messaged me, and he goes, "Hey, you should, um, you should, you know, those guys that burn down podcasts, you should try to get on their show." And I go, "I actually follow them. We're, we're, I'm on. I'm near them." I like, think I, I think he, you know what, he did he message did me. He did say he did because he's like, "You guys are on Long Island, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, you should talk to uh, Alan." He goes, "He's he I." He's on Long Island. I'm like, what, really? And, I, and me and you started getting the talking. But yeah, that's I think that's how it started. So shout out to Shane. Shout yeah. out to Shane. Yeah. Our source Rex. I, I think in the in the in the long or the short of it is people like us um, who are in this in this space um, with cigar brands, small boutique cigar brands. Again, I, I said it at the beginning of the show. I think it's important for people like us to support each other. You know, another buddy of mine, I go back with him 20-something years, uh, Kenny Dorbecker, he owns uh, the Chief Cigars, if you've ever seen that. They've been around for about five or six years. Yeah, we've seen those, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I did some stuff with him in the past. And and, and again, I, I love to see 
that again all of these great cigars coming out because i mean they're they're all great we're like was it robert uh caldwell yeah right? yeah he, he says it he says we all peddle the same shit yeah in a sense yeah. you know but shout out to robert caldwell fellow yeah, guest yeah I, I i love that episode there's a good there's a him. good book about called um eat their lunch and it's and it talks about how you be successful and basically any kind of market because essentially unless you're a tech guy and you're starting up a new app every market is saturated so there's a good book called eat their lunch that i read and it talks about how you differentiate yourself from everyone else how you become successful how people how you get in front of people how you handle it when people say oh you're just like everybody else so if you're if you're into reading books i would recommend or anyone else's Looking to read a book, eat their lunch is a good book. I've been getting into uh, audio books lately because I have a I have a, I have trouble like focusing on actually reading the book. I always fall asleep, so I've been I've been getting into audio books. Um, but yeah, like I again the the cigar industry is an interesting place. I don't fully understand it. Nobody does. It, 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 Ask any of the master blenders; been doing it for 40, 50 years. They still don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the, like, we had an episode where we talked about the. The cigar sommelier certificate. People could pay four hundred, five hundred bucks, take like a three day course, and call themselves a master cigar sommelier. I said, "Well, that's just a load of shit because yeah. you can't learn everything about an industry in three no. days. It I'm ain't gonna, gonna t- happen." I, 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 <laughs> and with that, I'll, I'll say, what drives me crazy is they call themselves cigar reviewers. Whatever anybody can call themselves a cigar reviewer. It reminds me of that South Park episode where everybody's a yelper. <laughs> and when they start getting into the 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 flavor and notes of the cigar, where they're so specific of the flavors, like when you the leather and the cocoa and the coffee, smoking cigars a long time. And I'd be full of shit in lying to you if I could tell you what the fuck I was tasting from chocolate to coffee to leather to hay. I, I, I can't do it. And I, I think it's all lies and bullshit. <laughs> and people just yeah. saying, hey, this is it's what not, I'm... It's not I, hard. I mean, it's not easy. See, I, I, would, I, would, I would only argue in there's certain... When they say very specific... Yeah. Flavors general like notes, certain like yes. general notes. I can pick okay. up. I can pick up the le- like the leathers, I the chocolates, the coffees, the floral notes. Like I can pick up those. But when they say, "Oh, I'm getting cardamom," I go, "Okay, you're fucking full of shit. You can't pick that up." Yeah. But the the no. underlying big like vanilla is a strong one. You could probably right. pick up vanilla, sure. right? You can pick up um like a cayenne pepper if it's really like tink- like spicy. I I always say the difference you have to between be really focused you have to like yes yeah, so you're not just gonna yourself. you have to like like you're reading a book you yeah. have to like just yeah. focus on smoking the cigar you can't there's do certain it ones you can't that you I don't think that you can really pick up but some like you can pick up I I look at it like this it's more so I can pick them up if I'm smoking so like Eric said you're really focusing on the cigar I'm by myself smoking a cigar. The the main ones like leather, chocolate, coffee, right? Yeah. Coffee and espresso. Um, maybe some floral notes. Those I can pick up on my own. But when if I'm sitting there, they have something called the flavor wheel, which has all the different flavors that people have picked up over the years. If I read somewhere, if I'm reading in a, a description of a cigar and it says uh, this cigar's got vanilla or this cigar's got gingerbread or this cigar's got this, if I read it and then I say, okay, am I get? Oh yeah, I can get. I once you read it. And then you focus on that one particular flavor, like vanilla. Do I get vanilla? I can maybe. Oh yeah, maybe I get a. Yeah, maybe I get a little bit of that. Or if then somebody says, uh, it's call whatever, like milk chocolate, or they yeah. pick up some other, like uh, um, like a, a a very 
distinct floral note. They say lavender or this, that, yeah. or mint. Mint is, a, mint is an easy one, right? They say mint. They, oh, yeah, I can kind of get a little menthol, but I'm not going to sit there and smoke it. And right off the bat, I take one puff and go, yeah, I got leather, gingerbread, vanilla, cinnamon, cart. Like, no. And yeah. we've all seen those Okay, people. You can pick up some of the main ones, yeah. but those very, very specific ones, I feel like you have to read what the blender had written about the cigar and say, oh, yeah, yeah I, do, I, I do get that. Yeah. And some of the easy ones, like 100%. menthol, mint, all those are easy, but- I do agree that some of them are a little too specific. Some of them are like, they, I, I get lemon zest in the third eighth of this cigar. I go, <laughs> yeah, come on, shut bro. your fucking mouth. Like, okay. I, I, be like, I feel like I'm running through a, a, a field of flowers and I'm getting, that's, yeah, getting that's, embodied by the, the notes of roses. I'm right. Because like, we, cause right. we, cause we do some reviews. Like we do some, yes. but when we do, we do it quick. Like minute long reviews. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, this is, you know, the size of the cigar. This is how much it costs. This is what, okay, I'm halfway through it. Some of the main things you'll get we'll are, read about it. You'll get leather, chocolate, coffee, and maybe a little bit of pepper. Then, all right, we're going to give it, I, I enjoy this cigar, eight out of 10, bang. Like, and, that's the end of it. But I'm not going to sit there for an hour long and say, this is every little fucking flavor that I get. Yeah. Nobody's going to watch that. No, so, absolutely. When, when you guys decided it was time to, um, launch a cigar brand i mean was it was it an easy choice for you or was it like like for me there was there was there was hesitation of course because that's you know it's a lot of coin i'm gonna i'm gonna be you know investing and hopefully this works meanwhile in my head i'm like it's gonna be an epic fail but i'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) in the hopes it's okay that's how entrepreneurs work though right so you you have to fail as an entrepreneur if you're gonna do it you you have to have your 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 failures I've, i've had so many and and you know by luck and thank God I've 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 been successful in the in the main ones that I've 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 really focused on hoping that Patriot cigars will be one of them and it's looking good so far. But you guys, what, like, was it an easy choice? Like, you know, you guys had this podcast for three years. Obviously, you guys just started as sitting in club chairs bullshitting about yeah. cigars. Yeah, yeah. Did well, you think we're, you were, we're the the sec. We have to order. We're we're in the process of all, you know, have a second round of an, an order. Great. The, the first order was an easy decision for us because Blackbird came to us and said, listen, we're willing to upfront majority of the costs. You just got to promote it, obviously, come up with the logo, the brand. You know, the only the only financing that we put in was purchasing someone and hire someone to make the logo. Yeah, like we did it. all the design work and everything. Yeah. So now, we, now, now Blackbird said, hey, listen, we're investing a lot of money on our new warehouse in the DR. It's sucking a lot of our money. I, I can't do it anymore. So what's your plan B? So luckily, we saved enough money in the bank to say, "Well, this is now we're now it's time to put our feet to the flame and jump in." So the yeah. same feelings that you've been getting, yeah, the same thing that we're going but through I, right now. The decision was was very easy because yeah. we always wanted our own cigar, and then when we were presented with the opportunity, it was a no brainer. We're like, "Yeah, let's do this." Yeah, and um, and now you know, like Eric said, saving up the the money and the coin, then we're like, "All right, it's done." We we know that the cigar is successful. We're gonna sell the cigar, so it's we're gonna get our money back and then some. So. Yeah. It was an easy decision. Um, it's great. But anyway, I mean, it's been good. Two, I'm all out of cigar. Two hours. Is it? Two hours. Yep. I can, I can talk. Two guys, hours. You know. No, but this yeah. is this is gonna this is definitely gonna be a two parter um, episode. But uh, we're coming down to the end. Okay, we appreciate all the time. We appreciate you coming here. We loved having you on the podcast. But this is the time that we give you the red carpet to plug away. So tell people, you know, where they can find you, what the next thing is, where they can find you on the website, if there's any discounts you're going, if there's any promotions. This is the floor is yours. Plug away. 
Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me because I, I've been following you guys for a while. You guys do an unbelievable job in everything you do in the, in the cigar world. You have your brand, which again is great. Knock out of the park for, for Blueprint Cigar. Uh, as far as me, um, you can find my cigars at MyPatriotCigars.com. There's always a promo code on the website for 15% off. And right now we're doing a Christmas special until uh, the end of December where if you use Xmas 25, you get 25% off anything on the website. Uh, running with the four blends right now. Uh, there's going to be some merch coming up on the website, like these ashtrays and things. But uh, moving into the accessories, may come out with a fifth uh, a fifth cigar soon. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm rolling with it. I appreciate all the all the support everybody's been been giving me, and the and, and the reviews have been great. Um, again, mypatriotcigars.com. You can follow on Instagram at Patriot Cigar Company. Getting a lot of traction on Instagram. If you do order a cigar. Follow on Instagram at Patriot Cigar Company, hashtag Patriot Cigar Company. I always share everybody's uh, pictures and stuff that I'm getting of people smoking the cigars. But uh, it, it's it's a it's a great road to be on. Mm. It's it's an adventure, and I'm loving it. And again, I can't stress enough, especially everybody out there, all the listeners, boutique cigar companies, the little guys. Yep. Support support, support us all. Get your blueprints. Get your Patriot cigars. There are so many other ones out there. Um, we're not millionaires yet. Not yet. Yeah. But, but but we all will be. And uh, I hope down the road that we could do great things together, collaborations, anything. I'm I'm always always looking to support people in in the same space, doing the same thing. In my opinion, there is no competition in the cigar industry. And I can't thank you guys enough for having me. Yeah, man, we we appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us, talking to us for two hours. Definitely a new record in the studio. And uh, again, appreciate your time. Appreciate Patriot Cigar Company. So with that being said, cheers, chin chin, salute. Thank you.